Welcome to RCCG, Jesus Worship Centre, Brisbane, Queensland. A place of God's word, power and praise. Where Christ's love reigns, champions are raised, dreams come true. Listen and God bless you. remove and qualify me. Father, qualify me. Speak through me. Lord, circumcise the hearts and ears of your children that you'll be attentive to your word. For we've prayed with thanksgiving in Jesus' name. Brethren, we bless the name of the Lord. Um, can I appeal that those of us at the back move forward a bit? We have the first two rows completely empty. People at the back, please promote yourself. <laughs> the Lord is promoting you actually. The Lord bless you in Jesus' name. Please move forward. The Lord will fill his house in Jesus' name. By God's grace, this month of June was declared and is still the month of open doors. Can I hear us all say open doors? By his grace, we have had a lot of messages, sermons, prayers along the lines of open doors and this is the last Sunday in the month of June and we are still speaking on open doors but this time around we want to focus a bit more on open door enablers we'll still talk about different categories of open doors but we'll focus on the enablers to open doors there's a story in the book of Genesis chapter 20 about Abraham and I'll just quickly run through it just as part of our introduction. The Bible says that Abraham journeyed, I'm reading Genesis 20 from verse 1. Abraham journeyed from thence toward the south country and dwelt between Kadesh and Shur and journeyed in Gerah. And Abraham said of Sarah his wife, she is my sister. And Abimelech king of Gerah sent and took Sarah. And God came to Abimelech in a dream by night and said to him, behold thou art but a dead man. For the woman which thou hast taken, for she is a man's wife. But Abimelech had not come near her, and he said, Lord, will thou slay also a righteous nation? Said he not unto me, she is my sister, and she even, she herself said, he is my brother. In the integrity of my heart and innocency of my hands have I done this. And God said unto him in a dream, Yea, I know that thou this, this, 
in the integrity of thy heart. For I also withheld thee from sinning against me. Therefore suffered I thee not to touch her. Now therefore restore the man his wife, for he is a prophet, and he shall pray for thee. And thou shalt live, and if thou restore her not, know thou that thou shalt surely die. Thou and all that are dying. Brethren, if you continue in that passage, you see that Abimelech actually did the restoration. And if you fast forward to the end of that passage, you will read, you know, from verse 15 of Genesis 20, Abimelech said, Behold, my land is before thee, dwell where it pleased thee. And unto Sarah he said, Behold, I have given my brother a thousand pieces of silver. Behold, he is to thee a covering of the eyes. Unto all that are with thee and with all other. First, she was reproved. So Abraham prayed unto God, and God healed Abimelech and his wife and his maidservants, and they bare children. Praise the Lord. For the Lord had fast closed up all the wombs of the house of Abimelech because of Sarah, Abraham's wife. Praise the Lord. I'm sure we are wondering what this has to do with open doors. Well, brethren, I just want to remind us that the Lord indeed has opened doors before us. But there are times that these doors are closed because of certain things. And therefore, we need to focus on the things that need to be removed for the doors that the Lord has set open to remain open. Because that verse 18 of, of Genesis 20 says, The Lord had fast closed up all the wombs of the house of Abimelech. That means that the women in Abimelech's domain, all of the women, their wombs were closed. The doors to their reproduction, as it were, were shut. Why? Because Abimelech had made a mistake. Because Abimelech had wrongfully taken the wife of Abraham. Praise the Lord. But the Bible tells us that when Abraham prayed unto God, God healed Abimelech. So I want us to note that sin is something that can shut doors. But our focus today is on the things that can enable the doors to be open. And just before we go into that, I want to remind us, for those of us that may not have been in previous services, I want us to know that it is the desire of the Lord that the doors of the heavens should be open unto us. Isaiah chapter 45 tells us, it says, this is what the Lord says to his anointed, to Stella, whose right hand I take hold of, to subdue nations before him and to strip kings of their armor, to open doors before him so that gates will not be shut. I will go before you and will level the mountains. I'll break down gates of bronze and cut through bars of iron. Praise the Lord. Brethren, this is what the Lord is saying. He says, I will open doors before you. The Lord says he will open doors before us. If you go to the book of Revelations, you see in Revelations 3, verse 7 to 8, that the Lord says the same thing about opening doors. Revelations chapter 3, from verse 7. And it says, To the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These are the words of him who is holy and true, who holds the key of David. What he opens, no one can shut, and what he shuts, no one can open. Praise the Lord. He says, I know your deeds. See, I have placed before you an open door that no one can shut. 
Brethren, the Lord has placed before you and I an open door, and indeed no one can shut it. Praise the Lord. The Lord has placed before us doors that are wide open. In fact, they are not just open. Isaiah says, two lift gates. So, you know, it's 100% open. And the doors of the Lord over you shall remain open in Jesus' name. Well, brethren, there are different categories of doors that the Lord sets open before us. There is the door of faith. You can read about this in the book of Acts chapter 14 verse 27. And you know, the Bible was talking about the fact that the door of faith is open even to the Gentiles. You know, the Gentiles are people that are not Jews, you know. But by God's grace, every one of us, we are, you know, spiritual Israelites. You know, we that are Gentiles have been called into the nation of God by faith. So there is the door of, of, of faith which has been opened to us. And there is also closely related to the door of faith, the door of service which you can see talked about by Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 16 and verse 9. 1 Corinthians. Praise the Lord. 1 Corinthians 16, verse, if you start from verse 6, it says, Perhaps I will stay with you a while or even spend the winter so that you can help me on my journey. Wherever I go, I do not want to see you now and make only a passing visit. I hope to spend some time with you, if the Lord permits. But I will stay on at Ephesus until Pentecost. Because a great door for effective work has opened to me. Praise the Lord. A great door for effective work has opened to me. Praise the Lord. There's another, the second part of it says there are many that oppose it. And we'll come to that. So if you know that a great door was opened to the man of God, of service, of work, even in Ephesus. And the man of God was mentioning that there are many that oppose them. So and that's why we need to focus on the things we can do to make sure that the oppositions are removed. And the Lord will remove every opposition to our doors being opened in Jesus' name. So brethren, there is the door of faith. There is the door of service. And indeed, it's a great door, wide open. There is the door of the gospel of Christ and evangelism. That you can also find in this 2 Corinthians 2 verse 12. It talks about it. And in Acts 14, 27, it also talks about that door of gospel of Christ. And there is the door of hope, which we can see in Hosea 2, 15. There is the door of utterance. There is a door of utterance. You know, the Lord can give enablement in the area of us having boldness to speak his word, to share his word, to share the gospel, the good news, you know, of Jesus Christ. That's a door of utterance. There is the door of the house of the Lord. If you go to Second Chronicles 28 verse 2, actually we should just read that. Second Chronicles chapter 28. Praise the Lord. Second Chronicles chapter 28. So I begin to read from verse 1. It says, Ahaz was 20 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem for 16 years. Unlike David, his father, he did not do what was right in the eyes of the Lord. He walked in the ways of the kings of Israel and also made cast idols for worshipping the Baals. He burned sacrifices in the valley of Beninon and sacrificed his sons in the fire, following detestable ways of the nations that the Lord had driven out before the Israelites. He offered sacrifices and burned incense. Brethren, you can read on and on and on, but at the end of the day, you see that, you know, 
the Lord made it clear. It says in verse 5, it says, Therefore the Lord God handed him over to the king of Aram. He suffered under another. He had to stay under another king. And he actually suffered. And the Bible made it clear that, you know, the door of the house of the Lord was shut against him, unlike his father. Praise the Lord. Why? Because he had strange gods. So there are so many doors. There is, of course, the door of healing. We know of the door of healing that was open to so many people in Scripture. And by God's grace, the door of healing will remain open in our lives in Jesus' name. There is the door of supernatural supplies. In different places in Scripture, we see how people lacked, but the Lord intervened and plenty was provided for them. We know the case of, of the wife of one of the sons of the prophets. And you see how the Lord caused there to be supernatural supply to her, even as she provided the little she had, and the man of God kept filling it up with oil. Praise the Lord. Brethren, but with all these doors, from the story we've read, we can see that, yes, there are doors that the Lord has opened before us, but like I told us, we are focusing on the things that enabled those doors to remain open. So the first thing I want us to remember is that for the door that the Lord has opened before us to remain open, we need to believe in the God of the doors. Praise the Lord. It is the God that, it's God that opens the doors. Therefore, for the doors to remain open, you have to believe in the God that owns the doors. Praise the Lord. And when I say believing in, in God, I mean believe in him fully, not partially. If you go back to that Revelations that we started with, that book of Revelations that we started with, you know, it says, I know thy works. It actually talks about the fact that, yes, an open door has been opened, a door has been opened to you, but the Bible records that the Lord said, I know thy works. I know thy works. I will just go back to it, Revelations chapter 4. Uh, chapter 3. It says to that church of the, um, to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, these are the words of him who is holy and true, who holds the key of David. What he opens, no man can shut, and what he shuts, no one can open. I know your deeds. See, I've placed before you an open door that no one can shut. I know that you have little strength, yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. Brethren, it takes believing in the name of the Lord, not denying the name of the Lord for the door to remain open. Praise the Lord. You have to believe in the word of the Lord. You have to continue to have faith in the God of open doors for the doors to remain open. Brethren, you also have to believe in Jesus Christ. Jesus indeed is called the door. There are so many places in scripture that refers to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as the door. Praise the Lord. You have to believe in Jesus. And when I say believe in Jesus, I mean wholeheartedly. You know, we're beginning to have Christians that say, oh, I believe in God, but they pray to God and they don't pray in the name of Jesus. No, you have to pray in the name of Jesus. Because it's through the name of Jesus Christ that every knee shall bow. Praise the Lord. Brethren, for the doors over our lives to remain open, one of the enablers is the word of God. Indeed, Jesus is the word of God. But you also have to believe the written word of God. Praise the Lord. Psalm 119 verse 105. Psalm 119 verse 105. If you open it before me, please go ahead and read. Psalm 119 verse 105. Okay, I'll just read it from here. Psalm 119 verse 105. And it says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. 
So if you imagine your path to be the door, then the Bible is telling us that the word of the Lord is a light for the doors. A light for us to see the doors. The doors of all the great things that the Lord has opened before us. We need the word of God to, to beam his light upon that door. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That same Psalm 119 in verse 130, it says, The unfolding of your words gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. The unfolding of your words gives light. Praise the Lord. Brethren, I want us to know that the word of the Lord is an enabler to the doors that the Lord has set open before us. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Brethren, another thing that is an enabler is prayer. There are so many places in scripture that things were terrible and it appeared like th there was no way. But indeed the Lord made a way. A good example is, is the story of, of Paul and Silas. You know, it, talk, it, it reminds us about the power of prayer. Because brethren were praying even as those ones were thrown into prison. And by prayer, the Lord intervened and the prison doors were opened. And so, talking about prayer as an enabler also reminds us that it's not just prayer that is an enabler. Praise is also an enabler. For the door that the Lord has set before us to continue to remain open, we have to be people of praise. Praise the Lord. Because when we praise the Lord, the heavens are open. You know, we have to enter into his courts with thanksgiving in our hearts. We have to enter into his gates with praise. Brethren, praise is, is an enabler to the doors that the Lord God Almighty has set before us. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I want to encourage us to be people of praise. Indeed, the Lord has created us to be people of praise. You know, the Lord God that we serve, he doesn't eat physical food. He inhabits the praises of his people. And so, if there's any door before you that you think is beginning to look like it's shut, why don't you consider praise? Because, brethren, when you praise, some say you are praying like double. Brethren, I want you to be people that always praise the Lord, always find reasons to praise the Lord, give thanks to the Lord. Yeah, some people woke up this morning and they feel it's too cold. But that you're even alive is a reason to praise God. That you can breathe is a reason to praise God. Brethren, there's so much. That you woke up and all your body parts are still complete is a reason to thank God. So while you are saying, God, why don't I have this door open before me? Why don't you just begin to praise him even for the fact that you are alive? You have to be alive to even ask for doors to be open. So, brethren, I want us to be a people that will praise the name of the Lord and our lives will be a life of praise. And the doors of the Lord will remain open over you in Jesus' mighty name. Brethren, I want us to know that one of the enablers to the doors of the Lord is wisdom. If you read this story of the ten virgins in Matthew chapter 25, you will see that the Bible calls them virgins. That means that they were, they were clean people. They were, not, they were not women all over the place. They were righteous. Praise the Lord. But what distinguished five above the other five is that they were prepared and they were women of wisdom. Praise the Lord. They were women of wisdom. And it is that wisdom that distinguished them. Brethren, if you want the doors that the Lord has set before you to remain to be open, you have to learn to be wise. You have to learn that indeed it's, it's good to be righteous. It's good to be holy. But the Lord will add on top of the righteousness and holiness that you have wisdom. Because the Bible tells us that wisdom is the principal thing. So if you look at that story of uh, the, the ten virgins, it says, At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any oil with them. 
The wise, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, the cry rang out, Here is the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil. Our lamps are going out. No, they replied, they may not be enough for both us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet and the door was shut. Later, the others also came. Sir, sir, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, I tell you the truth, I don't know you. Therefore, keep watch because you do not know the day or the hour. Praise the Lord. Brethren, we are talking about enablers to open doors. You can see that they asked in verse 20, uh, sorry, verse 11 of, of Matthew 25. They said, Sir, Sir, open the door for us. Brethren, what was it that made them to miss the door? It was because of lack of wisdom. Because if they had enough wisdom, they would have known to take enough oil. And the Lord will help us that we'll have enough oil. And we'll have wisdom to know what to do and what not to do at what time. What to say and what not to say at particular times. The Lord will grant us wisdom in Jesus' name. He will grant us wisdom so that the doors that the Lord has set before us will not be shut over us in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Brethren, other enablers are diligence. You know, diligence. The Bible says, see as thou a man that is diligent. It says, the Bible says that he will stand before mean men. He will stand before mean men. So in your offices, if it appears that the doors of favor, you know, are shut against you from your boss, ask yourself, are you diligent? When you are supposed to be at work, are you busy reading the Bible? There's no wisdom in that. There is time for everything. Are you praying and praying and praying and saying the Bible says I should pray without season? And the eight hours you are paid for to work, you are using it to be praying. There's no wisdom in that. There's no diligence in that. Brethren, if you want the doors to be opened before you, you have to know to apply diligence. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. And another, another thing that we need for the door to be opened is that we need to be prepared at all times. Because yes, the doors are open. But the one who keeps the doors open can choose what time to shut the doors. And so if you are not prepared, if I am not prepared, I will miss it. The Lord will help us, I will be prepared. The Lord will surely help us in Jesus' name. Brethren, what about effective communication? If you go to the book of Colossians 4 verse 6, many of us have read this passage over and over and said, God, please help me that indeed this passage will, will, will sink into me. You know? Please read if you find it before me. Okay, I'm there. <laughs> Colossians chapter 4 verse 6, it says, Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. I'm sure we are wondering, what has this got to do with open doors? Brethren, remember the story of Abigail. It was because the husband of Abigail spoke anyhow to the king that indeed... He lost it. That even his servants would not want to speak to him. When they wanted to seek counsel, it was his wife they went to. But then the Lord will help us so that we will not have doors shut against us because of careless speech. He says, let your conversation be always, not sometimes, 
always full of grace, seasoned with salt. Ha, brethren, each time I read this passage, I'm like, God, how would words be seasoned with salt? But it is the Lord that wrote the word that will teach us how the word can impart us in Jesus' name. He says, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Brethren, for doors in our lives to remain open, we need to know how to answer everyone. The ones that come with good intentions, we need to know how to answer them. The ones that come with bad intentions, we need to know how to answer them. The Lord has to help us so that doors will not be shut against us in Jesus' name. Brethren, what about righteousness and holiness? You know that we serve a holy God. This God that we serve is a holy God. The Lord Jesus, the Bible tells us how he ate with sinners. He ate with them. He moved with them. But remember, the purpose was to be able to get them and draw them out of sin. The purpose was not to say, oh, I love sin. No. The purpose was to say, I can relate with these ones so that they can see the light in me and come out from darkness to light. Brethren, if the doors before us have to remain open, we have to be people of righteousness because we serve a holy God. Can we go to the book of Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 9? Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 9. Thou lovest righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore God thy God has anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. But in the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 1 from verse 8, he says, but unto the Son he said, Unto the Son, that means unto Jesus Christ, thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is a scepter of thy kingdom. Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore, God, even thy God, had anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. Brethren, this passage was written and Jesus was being addressed. But we are Christ like. We are called Christians. We are literally to Jesus. Does that make sense? And therefore, if the Jesus that we carry in us is righteousness, and hates wickedness then i encourage us that for the doors to remain open we have to people that will love righteousness and hate wickedness and because of that the lord god almighty will anoint us with the oil of gladness above our fellows that means that the door of gladness will remain open to us if we are people of righteousness that means if you know the right thing to do you do it that means if you know what is not right with god a man do it even the laws of the land we need to keep the laws as long as they are not against the law of god brethren we have to be people of righteousness if the doors have to remain open to us the lord will help us will be people that are very very righteous and the oil of gladness will continue to be upon you forever and ever in jesus name brethren there are so many more things that we can speak about as things that enable even the doors of the kingdom to remain open before us but i know that the Lord himself will help us that will focus on these ones. So with the time that we have left, I want us to remember that if there are enablers to the doors remaining open, it means that there must be things that disable the doors. Praise the Lord. If there are things that we can do to make the doors to be open, if there are things that are enablers to the doors being open, then I want you to remember that there are things that we can do that will shut the door. We started with that story of, uh, of um, Abimelech. What was it that Abimelech did that was, was the opposite of being an enabler? Something that was shutting the door. What he did was that he took another man's wife. Praise the Lord. Yes, he can make excuse. Oh, it was this man that said it was sister and all that. But bottom line is that 
brethren, for the doors to remain open, for the doors of the fruit of the womb of people of Abimelech's house to be open, Abimelech had to restitute. And that brings me to the beautiful discussion we had in Sunday school today and last week Sunday. And I want to encourage us to be coming for Sunday school. We were focusing on restitution. Brethren, the doors will continue to be open over us. But if there are things that we've done that we've not restituted, that we have not restored to the original form, that we have not corrected, I want to remind us that the doors can be shut. As it was in the time of Abimelech, that indeed a king made a mistake and the women of his household suffered closed doors to their womb. I want us to know that even in our generation, there are wombs that are shut because of past sins, sins of fathers, sins of forefathers. But the beautiful thing is that we can restitute. And another thing is that we can restitute for what we know. And for the things we don't know, we can lay them at the feet of Jesus. Because the word of the Lord has told us that the time has come when in Israel it will be, it will be clearly said that that parable that used to say that the teeth, uh, that the fathers have eaten sour grape and the children's teeth have been set on earth that no more will that be said. It is the teeth that ate sour grape that will suffer it. And therefore you will not suffer the sins of your fathers in Jesus' name. It is the teeth that ate sour grape that will turn on edge. Praise the Lord. But brethren, if there's anything you know of that you have done, knowingly or unknowingly, I want to appeal to you to restitute because indeed sin is something that shuts the doors sin shuts the doors every form of unrighteousness shuts the doors what about adversaries remember in that first corinthians 16 verse 9 when the man of god was talking about an open door of faith you know he said but he knows that the adversary was locking around you know the ministry of the enemy is to steal kill and destroy you know that indeed there was a prayer that was answered but the bible told us that the prince of persia withstood so brethren the enemy and our adversaries can be on the path of our doors being open and the reason we are reminding us of this is not for us to fear but for us to be people of prayer for us to pray because our brother that uh, led the psalm today reminded us and uh, told us about the beautiful story that indeed there was a healing need and he cried out to God for restoration and the Lord restored the health of his mom. And so brethren, whatever door that has been shut against you, if you cry out to God and say, God, let there be restoration of health. Lord, let there be restoration of riches. Let there be rest restoration of, of career. Whatever I've lost, whatever glory I've lost, let there be restoration. The Lord will deal with the adversaries and the Lord will cause there to be a restoration. Brethren, there's also the door of, of, of judgment. As I, I'm, I'm saying this as, as a negative one, you know, that we need to be aware of. And that we can see from the story that we've told about the fact that um, a man committed a sin and the judgment was against others. So we'll be, we have to be aware of it so that indeed we know how to continually pray that the judgment of the Most High God will not be meted against us because our God is a loving God he is a lamb but I want to remind us that he's a lion if we do things and we think we can get away with them I want you to know that David a man after God's heart was punished there were doors that remained shut against him despite the beautiful things that he did just because there was there is judgment which can be you know something that can stop our doors from being open now like I reminded us we are reminding ourselves of 
things that enable doors to be opened and things that can make the doors to be shut against us so that we can pray. So I want to encourage us to get up and begin to pray. Brethren, it's time to stand up to pray. Please stand up. I want you to pray. Our first prayer point is that the Lord God Almighty will beam his light into our lives and open our eyes to see every area of our lives that we have we have put sin that we have we have been living in sin we probably don't even know why don't you ask the lord this morning and say father beam your light into my life and open my eyes to see every sin and lord help me to repent and restitute father lord i pray this morning that in every way that i've sinned against you that lord you have mercy upon me father forgive me for every way that i've sinned in my thoughts, in my words, in my actions, in my inactions. Father, Lord, Father, please forgive me. Have mercy upon me. Brethren, if you've prayed for the Lord to forgive you, the, the Lord is clear that as far as the east is from the west, that's how far he separates us from our sin. So you have to reassure, be reassured that the Lord has forgiven you and you can continue to pray. But I want you to tap into this passage in Revelation 3 verse 7 this time and say, my Lord and my God, that open door that you said you've opened before me, Father, this morning I pray, let the door be open. Let me see the manifestation of the open doors I've said before me. Let me see the manifestation of the open doors you've said before me. Brethren, pray for yourself. That the open door that the Lord spoke about in Revelation 3 verse 7. That the same open door you spoke about in Isaiah 45 verse 1. That this morning that the Lord will help you to see the manifestation of the open door. My Lord and my God, in my marriage, I want to see the manifestation of the open doors. Father, in the lives of my children, in my career, Lord, in my ministry, Lord, in my Christian walk with you, I want to see the manifestation of the open doors. Brethren, open your mouth and pray. Pray for open doors. My brother, please help me. Channels of your office, blessings, open up. Brother, I want you to pray. And key to the fact that the Lord has set for us open doors. And indeed, even in this final Sunday, every door that is still shut against us, the Lord will open. Brother, the Lord will open to you the door of hope. The Lord will open to you the door of utterance, even as you pray this morning. The Lord will open to you the, the door of the house of the Lord. That whatever it is you've done, the presence and peace of the Lord has left you that this morning there will be a restoration and the Lord will open to you the door of peace, that the door of healing will be opened. Brethren, pray, pray, pray for yourself this morning. Pray for yourself. Pray that the Lord will help to remove from you every distraction, every besetting sin by stopping even your doors from being opened. Thank you, awesome God. Thank you, everlasting
open heavens. Thank you, Lord, for channels of our blessings that are opening up. Thank you, Lord, for open doors that you've set before us. Thank you, Lord, because everyone under the sound of my voice, whatever door that they need to be opened up will be opened up this morning in Jesus' name. We declare that the doors of healing are opened up. Every door of healing is opened up. If you need healing in the house, the doors of healing are opened. If you need the doors of service to be opened, they are open before you. Go out and reach out and preach the gospel with boldness. Ah, doors of utterance are given to you. You will speak the word of the Lord with clarity. Ah, doors even of the word of the Lord are opened unto you. My Lord and my God, this morning we declare and decree that doors of favor are opened unto your children. Your children will be the head of not be the tail. My Lord and my God, your children are blessed. And who is blessed? The enemy cannot stop. of the church either via email info at rccgjesusworshipcenter.org.au or please call plus six one four double six zero six two five eight zero